Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. Starting a new book today. This is Jade City by Fonda Lee. The first third of it. We're through chapter 20. Through chapter 20. And oh boy, what a chapter chapter 20 was. Yeah, it was it was debatable whether to stop right before that. But I made I I went ahead and went through it. I'm so glad we stopped after chapter 20 because I would have been I I may have just I may have read through if we'd have stopped. I may have just read it and pretended like I didn't cuz oh boy. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big one. Um Let's see. So, okay, so no, no, no warm ups or hot takes today. We're going straight into the book. Mm-mm. Let me say one of the first, one of the first things that I noticed about this book is on I don't know page three. I don't know what page it was on, but a very early page. <laughs> the weather is described. It's like super hot and humid there, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it was described as. Similar to a spent lover, i.e. sticky and fragrant. That was just a, it was, that was like one of the first descriptions we got. And I was like, is this what this book is going to be like? And it kind of is. Yeah. There are, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot, but there's definitely a good amount. It also really colors in a very different way Shay's homecoming. How she gets off the plane and she like takes a big breath of the air and is like, "Oh yeah, I'm home." <laughs> yeah, that's not really what how I would feel walking into this place if it's sticky and fragrant. But but fragrant like a spent lover, so like a sweaty person. Yeah, not a good not a good kind of fragrant. No, no. In my opinion, I mean. Definitely not if you weren't involved in any of the... Like, if you walk into a room and smell this, you're like, oh, no thanks. (laughs) If you walk into a room and that scent hits you, that's not, like, what you want to be starting your day with. Right, right. Yeah, so that's, that's that's the first thing that hit me. Wasn't that significant, but I was just... I thought it, I thought it kicked off the book well. Yeah, the first thing that hit me, Luke, how much more intimidating is Gaunt than Hilo? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Gaunt is the, um, oh, what do they call him? He's like the muscle, what's the name of it? It's not the fist. Um, he is no, it's the, not the fist, it's the... Uh, horn. Gaunt is horn, the horn yeah. for the Mountain Clan, and Hilo is the horn for the No Peak Clan. And Hilo seems like kind of a scrub, like he knows how to fight, but he got in a fight with Andon in the little that little school and it was like kind of close okay it wasn't really Ah. close but andon got some hits on him right and i don't so okay so let me just say i i agree with you that gaunt seems much more intimidating i don't i didn't get the indication that hilo is a scrub though okay so sure i'm gonna say hilo's not a scrub but he definitely seems not nearly as intimidating as Gaunt. Like, if I, if I were to see these two guys go one-on-one, and I knew both of their histories, my money's going on Gaunt every time. Yeah. Because Gaunt's backstory is he is the only person ever to survive a death of consequence, where he's set for execution and he tells his captors, no, I'm going to fight my way out of this. And then he did it. And he's this huge guy. He keeps the scars on his shoulders from this battle that he survived and murdered everyone. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, sure, Hilo seems cool and all. But Gaunt is the guy I want as my horn. Yeah, Hilo seems kind of like your standard hot-tempered good fighter person that looks that looks normal you know what i mean right he's probably like six feet tall normal probably pretty muscular not crazy muscular little hot tempered good fighter Mm -hmm. whereas gaunt is like i don't know how tall he is but he's very he's 
enormous, right? And has kind of a kind of a has a more intimidating ambiance for sure. Yeah. And also a very impressive backstory. Mhm. Mhm. Like So yeah, I'll agree with you there. And we should say it's mentioned that, you know, your jade strength doesn't necessarily correlate to any of your physical attributes, right? Because Andon is kind of scrappy. He's kind of scrawny, but he has good jade strength. Right, um, like skinny people can be the strongest people, big people can be the fastest, that kind of thing. Exactly. So just because Gaunt is huge doesn't mean he's necessarily stronger than Hilo. But, I mean, it's the backstory is what's really getting me with this because Hilo's backstory is he's kind of this preppy rich kid who, yeah, sure. He definitely is like top 10% maybe, but he was given kind of a pass through school. So, you know, he didn't work nearly as hard as everyone else. And he, he kind of slacks off a little bit. So, you know, he's not nearly as like battle hardened as I, I picture Gaunt is. I picture Gaunt is just being like steel to the core Fighter. Yeah, and I and I and I picture Hilo as being like he's got he's gotten through things because of his family name mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. but not in such a significant way that he realizes it. Yeah, I think that's probably so like, true. So like he hasn't he hasn't necessarily cruised because of his family name a ton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in certain like on the margins he has. Mm-hmm. So he's not quite he doesn't quite have doesn't quite have the edge that other people might and he does not know that mm-hmm. i think that's definitely true yeah and and this is not to say that like i think hilo is doing a bad job i think i think hilo is actually doing a, a pretty good job yeah. i just worry that gaunt seems way better at his job yeah especially since there's there's some some little machinations that we're starting to hear about yeah, yeah. well we should get into that a little bit later because that's going to okay. be a, a yes. much larger topic of discussion. But I just like initial impressions of the two horns of the clans. I was worried for no peak. I was, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No peak kind of doesn't seem like obviously they're the ones that we're focused on, so we're probably rooting for them. But they they seem at a little bit of a disadvantage. I I think Hilo is a very interesting character it's like my do we like him i don't i don't know because at some points it's like god damn it hilo relax but sometimes it's like wow i'm gonna say i like hilo i kind of do too i kind of really like hilo actually so so hilo's not the kind of person that i would be friends with or necessarily hang out with Ooh, this is where we differ. I would love to chill with Hilo. Hilo, if Hilo was my cousin and we lived in the same city, I would be chilling with Hilo all the time. Okay. Because Hilo is gonna, Hilo's gonna be the one who's like, Dan, come on, we should, we should like go out tonight and have do something fun. Like, come on. And I'd be like, ah, I kind of want to sit and read, but I know if I go out with Hilo, it's gonna be a blast. And I'm like, ah, you know what, Hilo? Yes. All right. I'll say yes he'll, to that. He'll he'll get you out of your comfort zone. A he'll get bit. me out of my comfort zone, but I know I'll be like, he like knows everybody, and he's really good at like introducing you to everybody, right? And so he'll be like, guys, this is Dan. He's my cousin. We're gonna chill with him tonight. And I'm like, yes, I'm part of the squad now. Hilo, that's true. Hilo, Hilo is so genuine. Yes, so he like he wears his emotions on his sleeve 100 percent of the time, and. They don't seem like, he never seems like he's being an asshole to anyone, right? Right, at least not purposefully. No, 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 no. He's a little bit, like, passionate, I think. Yeah, he's very open with his emotions, but I think he has, like, got good intentions with a lot of this stuff, you know? And he respects his brother. He knows, like, how, whatever, kind of what things are going on. I like him. Yeah. Him and Andon's relationship is cool. It is. It's that's that's one where his heart is so in the right place. It so is. It's 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 so genuine. He really wants to be there for him, and in some ways he definitely is. And then in some ways it's like you just don't get him. Kind of in the same vein as his sister. 
Okay, yeah. Shay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it's like... Which is a little... Yeah. This one's a little bit more explicitly anti-Hilo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still not Hilo trying to be a jerk, I don't think. No. No. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Yeah, I think he's just passionate, and he doesn't really have a filter. Mm-hmm. Which... But how how great was his interaction with Andon, though? Oh, so great. That was the interaction where I was like, I'd love to have this guy as my cousin. Yeah. Because at first I was like, oh, no, I would hate this. I would hate this if this was, like, not a thing that they did normally, you know? But Andon was, like, kind of into it. Andon was like, oh, well, all right. I don't... I, I don't know. I think he was. Because there's also a little... A line where he says that he wishes that anyone from his family had come other than Hilo. Yeah. But... <laughs> But Hilo's also, like, super supportive. Right. That's what I mean. That's why he's got to like it a little bit. Because, sure, he. I feel like he's the kind of guy that is going to push you out of your comfort zone, right? Like, in his, in his like, conscious brain, Andon was like, oh, dang it, Hilo's here. But his subconscious is like, oh, boy. Like, this is going to be kind of fun. This is going to be a little bit fun. And my classmates are going to see me taking this guy on. Oh, I'm kind of excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I think it's just such a mixed it's such a mixed bag because Andon kind of ex- in his like you mentioned consciously doesn't want Hilo there and probably thinks that Hilo being there is not helping him. But then there's th- the things Hilo does and says that makes it seemed like he's really helping him like emotionally and that kind of stuff. But then on the other hand, with like other characters, Hilo does the exact opposite. Mm, you mean like with Shay? Yeah. Yes. Uh, especially with Shay. Shay's talking about her interaction when she's talking about leaving. And, <laughs> and Hilo's like, grandfather, I'll kill her boyfriend. I'll do it right now. You just say the word and I will go murder her boyfriend. And Shay's like, dude, I really like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so he's a little hot headed. Oh man. I did you did you have the moment when Hilo was going to the biker gang where you thought he was gonna just hop on one of those motorcycles and tear through the city with with I it? did. I did. That felt like when it was like been, trailing his hand along it and be like, ooh, this is nice. That felt like that would have yeah. been so Hilo to just get on one of those Japanese motorcycles and ride through the city. And okay, okay, I know they weren't Japanese, but like they're in that style of the Japanese like Yamaha or Suzuki motorcycle mm-hmm. that are like the bright mm-hmm. neon colors. Oh, I wanted him to get on one of those so bad. <laughs> yeah. So Hilo, I th- I think I'm I'm with you on this page that we like Hilo. Yeah, I think we definitely do. I was skeptical at first because he seemed like somebody who was just getting by on his family name and he didn't really have a lot of redeeming characteristics. But the more we hear about Hilo, the more I'm like, definitely team Hilo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do appreciate that it's a little ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it seems like pretty much all of these characters have, you know, some not so great parts uh some some not so great parts that are way worse than others doru we're looking at you please leave (laughs) please never come back doru uh okay but we are talking about andon and i want to get back to andon a little bit oh wait wait, okay okay. one one last thing about hilo real quick Mm -hmm. so one of the first interactions we have with him is at this restaurant when the when the kid thieves go through and then it like has the potential to ruin this guy's restaurant and Hilo is just an absolute delight to him (laughs) I was so hyped I know but then I got really bummed because his rationale was not as altruistic as I wanted it to be right because yeah what was his rationale it was it was essentially that like he wanted this guy to be successful because the more successful he is the more successful the clan is right Right. Not not quite. That guy doesn't have that much of an impact on the overall clan, but obviously those kind of things add up. Mm-hmm. But 
He was just so nice to him. He was so nice to him. Right, right. Well, and it made me feel all warm inside. I mean, that guy doesn't know that that's what Hilo's motives were, right? Right, right. So I'm, I'm not too upset about it. Right. I think it just shows that Hilo isn't just a meathead, you know? Hilo is thinking about the bigger picture. He has been trained to think about the clan and, like, these larger kind of impacts. Um, I also think he just really likes that bar, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so he's like, ah, I don't want to find a new hang. So I'll let this guy slide. <laughs> yeah. Love that balcony, that porch. Mm. If I had a favorite restaurant that I had a significant a significant control over the success of, mm-hmm. I would be I'd be so nice to that restaurant. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Would you okay, this is something I've always wondered. Okay, I haven't always wondered, but if I was in the position of Hilo where this restaurant is basically at my whim. Would you start making, like, menu suggestions? Would you start being like, hey, these spicy noodles are so good. But I would love them, like, 10% more if you put shrimp in there. If you added shrimp to this dish, I would I would get it 10 times more often. Um... Like, if you had that power, would you use it? Okay, I would... I would use it to a small degree. I definitely would make sure that I don't overuse it mm. because I want to trust the the restaurant. Right. They're like, the, I trust the restaurant with food more than me. They're the experts, definitely. So I might be like, hey, what do you think of this? Okay. And not, not, necessarily, not necessarily be... I wouldn't be telling them to, like, change their menu. Yeah. I'd maybe be like, hey, can I get this? And can you add some shrimp to it? I'll pay the, I'll pay extra. I'll pay the extra $2. I mean, okay, first off, you're not paying. They're not charging you. Right? <laughs> you kidding me? They're not charging Hilo. It's it's more of a it's more of a Hilo, you know, kind of insists on paying and they're like, "No, it's on the house." And he's like, "Come on, let me pay." Okay, but, but now but, you're not thinking but like they don't, Hilo. But he doesn't actually. There's no way Hilo's paying at this place. They're paying oh, tribute. No, I would agree. And he's not going to offer cuz that looks bad on the clan. Luke, you would never be a good horn. Get out of here. <sighs> I'm not yeah, I'm 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 picturing this as less of a as less of a gang circumstance. <laughs> right, you're picturing this as just you're the owner of the restaurant, and you're like, <laughs> right, you're like, hey, I'd love to get some shrimp in this one. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll tip you really good. <laughs> I'll take my ten percent discount as the owner. Yeah, the owner. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Dan, you don't make a profit by taking. Stuff off the shelves. All right, fair Big Bang Theory reference. Oh, for all are you. we referencing that on this show? Big, big Bangs. Yeah, oh. we love Big Bang Let it be known that okay. Dan did not reference Big Bang Theory on this show. Okay, let's move on. What were you saying about Andon? Okay, Andon. Andon, my guy. So a big conflict happens because Andon needs to piss. Mm-hmm. And they're at this big festival in the city they've had something to drink they've been eating a lot of food which is a ridiculous excuse by the way i'm gonna just let's ignore the fact that they've eaten a lot that they've eaten a lot of weird food because that does not really affect your judgment it's the alcohol that's gonna affect your judgment but andon tries to blame the street food for why his judgment is impaired that's absurd okay let's put that to the side andon accidentally goes to a bathroom in mountain territory. What? Dude, this is like... This is This insane. is the main thing. This is insane. Because as they're driving... When, when he gets picked up and they're driving to go see the head of the mountain clan... I think her name is Eight, or it's like A-Y-T. Mm-hmm. We're going to say Eight. Uh, he is describing it as like, wow, I've never been in this part of the city before. It's 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 just like all every other part of the city, but I've never seen any of this before because it's so striated. Like you're not allowed to go in this part of the city. It's been drilled into him since day one. And he can't pee for five minutes and r- immediately crosses the border. He deserves to get captured. Yeah. I'm coming down hard on Andon. They were so nice to him. They were like, hey, don't let it happen again. These are like 
war lines. These are hard borders. I, okay, I will say the the like higher ups were pretty nice to him. Yeah, he did get beaten up a little bit by the teenagers. Yeah, I think the high. I think the higher ups on on the no peaks side should have been like, "What were you doing over there?" Right. I think which they kind of did. Yeah, but like not, not, not super strongly. Oh, they. Should, I think they should have been way stronger on that. But the, the other thing is, Andon, you you know that you're going to get called out for peeing without paying. If there's anyone, if there's anyone uncomfortable with going into a restaurant, going to the bathroom, and not paying, it's Andon. Mm. Anyone in this book, mm. Andon's the one uncomfortable with that. That's so true. That's so true. And he he has this lapse. He has the one time he's not paying. The one time he's not getting a Snickers after going to the bathroom is when he's in mountain territory. Ooh, okay. But Luke, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have to keep in mind, this is a festival going on. Okay? The line to buy a funnel cake, which we're coming... there. This is a funnel cake, okay? I'm not just bringing up funnel cake again because I can, okay? That's what's happening. We're sticking with funnel cake. The line to get a funnel cake is 25 minutes long. Your friends are like right over there and they're like, come on, come on. You're not going to get in line for a funnel cake and wait 30 minutes just because to pay the P tax. You're not going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair point. My question is, where's the line for the bathroom? Oh, this is a I've great I've been to question. festivals before. This is a great question, actually. Ooh. Was this a trap? Oh. Did they know Andon was going to have to piss? Did he go into the kitchen and think that it was the bathroom? Oh, ooh, hold on. He was so drunk, he started peeing in the sink. The chefs were like, what are you doing back here? They started kind of smacking him around a little bit to get him out. And he was like, I'm being attacked by the Mountain Clan. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, no. <laughs> Just get out. Stop peeing in the sink, please. And then the Mountain Clan's like, we can't have this no peak scrub starting shit. Come on, get in the car, dude. Stop <laughs> saying we're fighting you. We're not fighting you. Get in the car. You're peeing in the sink. Yeah, you can't. That's gotta be. You can't pee. There's here. no way. There's no line for the bathroom. He's going in the wrong door. This is so on point, Luke. Either he's going in the wrong door, or he's going in the like private bathroom. That's for employees only. Yeah. Yeah, and and somebody's already in there, and they're like, "What are you doing? I'm currently sitting on the toilet." <laughs> exactly. And he's just too hammered to even speak. And so he describes this fight as like so epic. And it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's got to be it. It's got to be it. Um, how how great does Boat Day sound, though, by the way? It sounds very fun. It sounds incredible. To be you just make a, bunch of, you make a bunch of boats and just break stuff? In, like, the most fun you, ways. You break boats. Okay, not stuff. Right, you don't just you break, break anything. Boats. Right. But in like the most fun festival. ways, you get up on the highest thing possible and just like drop it off and see it smash on the ground. So great. There were, there were some ways that were better than others. Uh, yeah. Luke, you want to talk it about was, Yeah. Let's, let's give some examples. It was like, you could burn them, you could smash them with rocks, you could break them, you could spray them with a little hose, you could... Which they uh, said was one of the common methods was spraying it with a hose. Why? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Who's like, just doing that? Can we go that? back to that one? That one's terrible. Who would choose that? <laughs> Your options are explode it, find the biggest rock you can and see how flat you can get it, drop it off the tallest building in all the city, or like go out in your front yard with the garden hose and like, look, kids, ha, it's done. Let's go inside. Come on. We're done. That's like zero effort. You're putting no effort in if that's what you're doing. That's, that one's bad. I mean, unless we don't know... Unless they're going, like, fire hose. Even then, I'm saying that's not that cool. Like, if if we could see the equivalent... Let's imagine equivalents here, okay? What's the equivalent to a fire hose of lighting it on fire? Show me that. You're going flamethrower there. It's gigantic. Yeah. 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 So, like, water hose? Mm. Yeah. Also, how great is the real boat sinking? Yeah. Yeah, they do a little I'm, pirate I'm assu- battle. Yeah, I'm assuming there's a little pirate battle. 
Oh, I want to be a part of that. How do they draw teams for that? What? Okay, so we learn we learn that there are minor clans as well as No Peak and Mountain. Which minor clan do you think is responsible for all the acting and plays that go on in the city that uses their jade to like do cool acrobatics Ooh. and stunts and stuff? There's They've got to be the one. most well-loved clan. Everybody, yeah. They, they're neutral, right? So they can go wherever they want. And they're just like constantly telling jokes at people. And they're like, man, we just love the... <laughs> we just love the Buscemi clan. The Buscemi clan is where it's at, okay? They're great. Yeah. Do... Ooh. Okay. I know there's sports in this. Relay ball. Yep. Relay ball. Do you, do the green bones participate? Oh no! Ooh, ooh, Luke, I don't I'm know. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no I'm too because I don't. think it's below their honor. But we do get we do get a little bit where it talks about if anybody gets challenged, then they have to like do it. There's challenges that happen all the time, anywhere from like spitting contests to like duels. And one of the things that's listed, Shay says is relay ball competitions. So there are definitely relay ball competitions between green bones. But I don't think they play in the professional leagues. I think that's kind of below them. Yeah. Right, cuz they're warriors. Yeah. They're they're like they have the code the warrior code kind of thing. Yeah. So I think probably not. Ooh, but they should. I feel like this could have... solve a lot of problems. They've got to have like a a yearly all-star game. You know? Can you imagine? Here's what it is. Here's what it is. In order to show their dominance, every year the Green Bones challenge the best players that are not Green Bones in the Relay Ball League. And they say, All right, you guys have been practicing all year. Let's see what you got. And the Green Bones demolish them. They just shred these, whoever they are, these Lantern Men or whoever they have playing in the regular leagues. And they're like, All right, good try. Enjoy the rest of your it's- ball game. It's like, have you seen that video of the five or so <laughs> professional soccer players playing against a hundred children? Yeah, yeah. It's it's that. I would. Everybody loves. I would it. watch it. Do you think that's what happens in the autumn festival? Because they have two festivals every year. One is the boat festival, and then the one that's Ooh. not described is the one that happens after the rain season happens. Yeah, I would hope so. That seems like the right place to do it. Right. It's like a celebration after the tu- the rain rainy season ends. Yeah. I'm saying that's where they're sneaking it in. Mhm. Mhm. Um, also so much this is, I might be too into boat day. I mean it sounds but... very fun, but tell me why you're more into boat day than I am. Well, I'm not necessarily saying more to you. I just have a lot to say about it. Yeah, go for it. Um he Andon is like to to your point about him using the amount of food he's eaten as an excuse. I think he says he goes he gets like he goes to like twelve street food stalls. Yeah. Which is great. That sounds fantastic. It uh, it also sounds very expensive. Cause you know street food is always, especially at festivals, way overpriced. Right. Okay. So you're paying a lot for it. Granted, I think but he's so good. He's got a lot of of cash to throw around. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds so great. My only qualm with it, my only qualm, is it's a festival where there's like a central event, so you know the crowds are going to be just awful. The crowds mm-hmm. kind of around that area are going to be the worst, and I have trouble every year. Okay, I have like a love-hate relationship with the Minnesota State Fair because I think it's very fun. There's a lot of like interesting foods to try and things to see. And I love the birthing barn where they have all the little baby cows and the little baby pigs. So great and joyful. Uh, But there's like 10 million people that show up every year. And so you're just constantly being bumped into by people with like cheese curds falling out of their their little cheese curd tray and it's just like i don't 
I don't want to stand with 800 people and watch this cow give birth on a TV because I'm 10 miles away from the actual cow. That sounds terrible. See, that's what I mean. It's not good. I'm not necessarily saying the fair sounds terrible. I'm talking about the watching a cow give birth on TV. Luke, it's a miracle. It's a miracle of birth. Okay. It's a beautiful I'll trust thing. You. I I haven't been to the to the to that state fair, so one day. The uh, Miracle of Birth Center, the birthing barn as it's friend as it's known. It's a great place. Definitely go there if you're at the Minnesota State Fair. It's beautiful. Okay, thank you. Thank <clears throat> you for that. Okay. I'm going to bring us I'm going to bring us a little bit earlier in our story. Mm-hmm. To when Hilo brings the two thieves to Lan, and he lets them go. Mm-hmm. First off, how awkward do you think that conversation was with the two kids leaving? But you mean because between them or? Between them. <laughs> because in the whole, the, the I forget their names, mm-hmm. the skinny jerk kid who was the mastermind behind it tries to throw the other kid under the bus during uh-huh like in a very clear way yep it was yeah like i think he said it was his idea no he he's like he kind of gets away out of the bathroom uh-huh. and he runs away and he's like there was a jade thief oh there. yes that's exactly what happens i mean but he definitely isn't telling that kid he said that in the crowded restaurant right that kid probably but didn't I f- hear I feel it like the kid knows Mm, I don't think so. I don't think he heard it. Okay. Okay, sure. Even then, it was this it was this other guy's idea. The the other kid is was like hesitant this whole time. You're going back and he's like, "Well, that went fucking horribly." <laughs> yeah. That's got to be such a rough conversation. Can you imagine? And they've got a long way to walk. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. And they're like very badly beat up and you know that this scrawny kid is like all right all right sure that didn't go great i've got another plan and the kid's like i don't want to hear it <laughs> especially when <laughs> we find out later that he tried the skinny mastermind kid tried to get back together with this guy who's like locked down a stable job and he's kind of putting his life back together and this guy's like hey i've got another plan to get some jade this one's totally foolproof and the kid's like fuck off and then he slashes his tires and makes him lose his job. Mastermind kid sucks. I was so worried he was going to be one of our main characters when we started this I adventure. And I'm so glad we haven't heard almost anything from him since because he sucks. Terrible kid. I I think that he's going to come back into it. Oh, he definitely is. That's why we haven't left him yet. Yeah. yeah. Right. But. Um, okay. The other thing is. They they bring this information this information to Lan, and they have this little conference. Doru, Lan, and Hilo. I always think it's interesting in these in these situations. The leader always has to make a decision so fast because mm. mm-hmm. he like makes he has to make a decision then and there. They have like Hilo saying one thing, Doru saying another. He has to decide. I feel like if I was him, I would so often just be like, "Can you guys just let me sleep on this? I'm not sure." This is kind of a big deal. I don't want to mess it up. There's a lot of pressure on give me, me. Give me give me some more pros and cons. I don't have a lot of information about this. Yeah, this is a good point actually. I feel like I feel like Lan is really concerned with how people perceive him, like incredibly concerned with how people perceive him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody's paying that close attention. Yeah. Like okay, okay. I think <clears throat> The Greenbones definitely have enhanced perception, right? So they definitely are able to see much more of what's going on with other people. But Lan is, like, up to a 12 in how much he is worried about people seeing certain emotions or, like, doubts go across his head. And, like, I don't know. I'm not the pillar of a wealthy clan in a giant city. Maybe he's right. But, like... I don't know. Seems like a lot to worry about to me. Maybe chill a little bit. Yeah. I I think it I think it makes sense with his character though. I think so too. 
Um, I just think, I think that's why he feels like he has to make decisions quickly. Um, Mm. something that I, (laughs) one of my, one of my friends in college actually, who is, I think I pretty sure he's in the military right now, but he was going through like military leadership Academy told me was that the worst thing a leader can do is look indecisive. Like if you're leading a group of people, it's way more important to seem confident in your decisions and like definitive in what you want to do than to seem like you are unsure because then that leaves room for other people to like voice their doubts or maybe them to decide what to do. And they think there's an opening. Whereas if you say what we're going to do, then you're like shutting the door and directing everyone on what to do. And I thought that was like pretty good bit of advice. Now I don't think it's a great way to lead because if you're wrong, oh boy. But I think right I, if you if you actually if you know the right plan, then yeah. 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 But I don't know if it's a good move to just to do that if you don't if you're not con- legitimately sure that that's the right move. Right. Right. But I feel like in this situation things are very on edge. Like I feel like he has to always project strength to people around him because there's like threats to him being overthrown. And so yeah. it's more important to project strength than it is to be right a hundred percent of the time. Okay. That's kind of how I justified yeah. it because yeah, he makes decisions so quick and Im- like immediately and, and based on so many assumptions that he's made about what the other clan wants is thinking or what's going on outside his little zone Oh, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Which that actually brings me to a question that I still don't know. I still don't have a good answer to yet. And I'm wondering if you had this question, too. Okay, the question is, what clan do you think has the upper hand right now? Ooh, okay. I think the Mountain Clan has the upper hand. Okay. So I thought so, too. But I'm not so sure. Like, I'm not so sure what clan is doing a better job at what they're trying to accomplish. Because, sure, the Mountain Clan has these, like, plans going on in the background we don't know about. But I kept expecting them to be, like, several more steps ahead of No Peak than it seems like they are right now. Like, I was expecting this fight that we got into at the end to be a trap to lure the pillar out so they could kill the pillar rather than just mm-hmm. like oh they messed up. And I mean we haven't we haven't concluded the book yet, so maybe it is still part of this master plan. But I keep waiting for this master plan to get sprung and it seems like it was just like a you know, like it's definitely a plan going on. But I had I had almost the I don't want to say the opposite thought. Mm-hmm. But um so we we kind of learn at least Lan thinks that this was basically a test. Right. For them, for eight, I think, the mountain clan pillar to test him at the same, and at the same time, maybe trying to get rid of Hilo. Mm-hmm. Which, which led me to think like, sure, maybe there's not this specific clan to get, or this specific plan to get rid of Lan, but it's almost a that almost made me think it was a much smaller step in an even bigger plan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that made it that made it seem to me like this seemingly huge deal was actually not that significant in the Mountain Clan's grand plan, which made it seem like their plan was even bigger than I originally thought. Mm. Like this was just this was just a test to decide which route they were going to go on their big plan, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that for sure. I just... I got the sense initially that there is this gigantic plan and 8 was, like, pulling the strings on a lot of things. And it seems much, like, less like that's the case. It seemed like 8 was 10 steps ahead of No Peak. And it seems like they're only, like two steps ahead of no peak yeah okay so so part of the reason that i thought that the mountain clan is ahead of them is not necessarily because they legitimately have a significant advantage Mm -hmm. but that they're a lot more ambitious yes yes definitely 
because the mountain clan seems is making plans to spread abroad and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do all these other things that we don't quite know about yet. Whereas Lan and and the the Nopi clan, which is not oh, that's, never mind. Okay, which uh, I actually like Nopi just, clan. I like it. I think it's it's interesting to go mountain and no peak. Like no peak just doesn't sound that okay. Okay, but so, okay. no, 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 no. I think no peak is cool because there's like no peak. They can keep going up. There's no top. Oh. That's where I'm taking it, and I like it. Okay, okay, I see you. But yeah, but no peak clan doesn't it seems to be just okay with what they currently have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably not that significant, but. The Mountain Clan has more people in the government, I think. Mm, potentially, yes. I mean, I think they said numbers, and it was like, we have 45 out of 100, they have 47 out of 100, which... Maybe. Those aren't, those aren't the exact numbers, I know, but they, I know... Were, they quoted the percentage of, like, stakeholders that they had in the, mm-hmm. J, uh, the Jade Alliance that they're a part of. And yeah. the mountain has like thirty seven percent, and No Peak has like thirty five. So they're very close, yeah. um, right? And that Jade Alliance is not related necessarily to the government, but because it's run by the Green Bones and not the government, so it's a little bit like it's kind of convoluted. Um, I don't remember any like government figures, but it does seem like the mountain is in a slightly they're slightly bigger than No Peak, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had a really hard time figuring out who has the edge here, who is like in the lead, so to speak. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but I th- okay, so I thought this this move where we where the Mountain Clan takes uh, and in up into I th- this this meeting. I thought that meeting was kind of cool. Mm. But, Andon, how was the tea? I knew you were going to bring up the tea. It's got to be good, but you don't say anything about it. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised that we don't get something, something more descriptive of the tea. Well, I mean, he had a lot on his plate at the moment. And I don't maybe think... It just, maybe it was just standard tea, which is weird to me. Okay, here's what I will say. I think if it had been just like normal tea, he would have commented on it. He would have been like, oh, they didn't bring me very good tea. They must be weak. You know, because he's analyzing literally everything about the situation to bring back to kind of report. And so if they had brought him like just some crappy green tea, like some Kirkland's signature green tea, which... Okay, I should say, maybe you love Kirkland's green tea. It's probably fine, but it's like standard green tea, you know? If they'd have brought him some of that, he probably would have said, mm, something's wrong here. So they definitely they yeah. definitely gave him some good tea. Some, yeah, I would okay. say great here's, tea. Here's my analysis. They gave him some tea that, that is perfectly appropriate for the setting. Mm-hmm. So it's like some... Your st- your standard premium level tea, mm-hmm. but nothing like crazy about it. Right, it's like this really high quality green tea, but there's no, there's nothing interesting about it. No, 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 no. Because if there had been, right? Because we're working we're working within a boundary here. Because if it was too low, he would have commented on it. But if it was exquisite, he would have also commented on it. And we don't get any comments, so it was definitely like premium, good quality tea probably delicious unimportant sorry luke the tea was unimportant tea was unimportant (sighs) tough words to hear speaking of unimportant you know this story okay there's this there's the saying that's like you can't have gold and jade at the same time yeah and land tell i think it's land tells this story and it's like I was expecting this to be really wise or something like that. But it was just like, yeah, you it's better not to have the people with jade ruling the city just because that's what we think it is. It's like that's not wise. That's not where you get a saying from. You guys just think that that's better. I mean, 
okay i will say it's not super wise like i didn't we didn't learn anything super but it's kind of like it's kind of a smart rule to have right okay yes but you can't you can't put this like old folk folksy saying on it and give this this story that sounds like you're giving some cool lesson yeah with no culmination I mean, they have in, in your... they have a lot of these little things, though, right? Like clean blade. Like I demand a clean blade. There's no wisdom about that. It's just a tradition that they have. So there's a lot of these like traditions that they have that you think are going to come from this like wise old story, this little nugget of wisdom that they're passing through the generations. But it's just like, oh no, it means you wipe your blade off after you kill somebody. <laughs> You have a clean blade at the end. It's like, yeah. I mean, all right. I would have liked it to be cooler. Exactly. But yeah, I get that. I was, I was hoping that story would be a little cooler too than it was. Um, I do really like a lot of the, the history though, that we get. I'm into most of the history that, that they're giving us about this, this world. But yeah, some of the times, uh, I wish it would have been a little cooler. Like, there should have been a little bit bigger nugget in there. Okay. Um, speaking of speaking of wisdom and Lan, Lan, I like Lan. I like his measured response to a lot of things. I like how he's very logical, and he thinks things through to their, like, conclusion. He thinks things through their conclusion and acts on those rather than acting on his passions. I really like that about him. And he's very deliberate. But Lan, Lan, you've got a secret mission. You've got to send somebody to find out if your weatherman is lying to you. And Lan, I know you've got to send somebody you trust, because this goes deep. You pick your sister, Lan. You pick your sister to go visit the Jade Mine, and then to go visit to, like, corroborate the Jade Mine data you go have her visit the treasury. Who's who's not noticing this? Everybody knows who this is. If you're the weatherman yeah. and you're secretly spying and you're doing this for the mountain clan, you're following his sister around. Or you're getting a report from the mine that's like, hey, the sister was here. And you're like, what? That's not good. Yeah, I was so I thought that when she got to the mine, she was going to use like a fake name or something. Mm -hmm. But no, it's like that's you're not you're not undercover. Right. You're doing an inspection that everyone is going to know about now, which like is fine for a routine inspection. But this isn't a routine inspection. Yeah, I just like what a lapse of judgment, Lan. Lan's just not a sneaky guy. Okay, okay, okay. Here is my possible alternative explanation, though. He goes up to his sister, who's jadeless, so she's kind of defenseless. This is right after we get Andon back. So the mountain has shown that they're willing to kidnap people off the street to send a message. And Lan comes up to his sister and is like, hey, I need you to go out into the, into the jungle away from the city, investigate this jade mine. And she was like, yeah, I could do it. It's no problem. And he was like, it's going to take weeks. And she was like, it's okay, I'll do it. And he was like, thank you so much. I think he was just trying to get her out of the city for a couple weeks. I think he was like, I need her to be out of here so we can get some business done around here. And if it gets bloody, she'll be safe at a dirty, stinky mine with some miners that may or may not be trustful. Okay, besides that last part, I think there could have been a motivation... To try and, like, just get her out of the hot zone for a little while. Yeah. But even then, it seems like you're, like, that's an, it seems like not a good move to me. It seems like he just didn't think about it very much. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of my, that's what I got out of it, at least. You know what I really want to come out of this interaction, though? That I'm kind of hoping happens, but I don't think will. I really want Shay as the weatherman. Oh yeah, I think oh, I, definitely I think Shay would make a great weatherman. She's got the investigation skills. 
I want Shay as the weatherman. Because I feel like Shay, I mean, everybody in this family is in positions of power because they're part of the family. But I feel like Shay fits the position pretty well. Yeah, because like she went to business school. Mm -hmm. And we learn that she really likes investigating things that don't make sense, which for a weatherman. Which I don't know if that's the weatherman's job, though. The weatherman does like business stuff, but also is like the advisor, right? Right. And um, Lan said that Doru should definitely know about it if the Mountain Clan was doing this kind of thing. So the fact that Doru hasn't briefed him on it already makes it clear that Doru is like kind of not dealing well with him. So that to me says the weatherman is also kind of responsible for keeping track on all these little financial things that might not add up as well but yeah but my my thoughts were that the weatherman for this kind of thing would delegate Mm, probably probably so i think i think the weatherman is more more of a higher up that's like giving orders on what people to do i think shay is more of a more of a boots on the ground kind of investigator Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's fair shay is like a detective that's getting out on the street and asking questions and the weather like a financial detective well yeah but like a detective right you know so she's doing all the paperwork yeah yeah which is which is why those chapters the shay it's just like yeah shay sat in a room with fluorescent lights for two hours we're not going to tell you too much about that but trust us it was riveting it was wild stuff happening in that library yeah one thing one thing about shay that i wrote down is that I think is it's just kind of a funny little character building thing that when she was in Espania or however it's pronounced mm-hmm. the other country that she was in mm-hmm. she she talks about how she used to work out on her patio yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah I mean duh come on I, what are you what are you doing on that patio She's doing her morning routine. She's a warrior, Luke. She's got to show everyone. I could see I could see her being getting into a little yoga. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's definitely what this is. That's, there's no getting right. around it. She rolls out the yoga mat on her balcony and is just, you know, doing some sun pose, sun pose, warrior 1, warrior 2. Just yeah, get up in the morning. Have a little have get your get your overnight oats out, mm, mm-hmm. uh, out of the fridge. Have a little glass of kombucha. Glass of kombucha. <laughs> roll out your roll out your cork yoga mat. And she sees somebody on the balcony across from her doing it, and is like, "Hey, this is my culture thing. This is my culture's thing. What are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, just some yoga. It's great for waking up in the morning." She's like, "No, no, 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 no. You didn't train in the jungle." to do this and they're like god those people suck from that island and she's like all the people here are racist right shay you're being the worst right now it's like you don't own the morning shay you don't own yoga you don't even have the sun is on the other side you don't even have the right side of the building for morning yoga Oh, no. I mean, Shay definitely has the top floor apartment, right? Like, Shay's got the whole top floor rented out because her daddy paid for her school, right? I don't think... I think she was going for the opposite. No, I mean, after she got back, very much the opposite. But when she was in college, there's no way she was saying no to... I didn't get... I didn't get that feeling, though. (sighs) I don't know. I feel like she probably lived pretty nice. I think she was. I think she was just your average. You think she was roughing it, college student? You think she took out loans? She didn't take out loans, Luke. There's no way. She okay, took I don't out think loans. she took out loans, but I don't think she was. I don't think she was living it up. All right, all right. Fair like enough. A, your average one bedroom, maybe a cat. Fair, fair enough. But fair enough. Yeah. Okay. The last thing that I want to do, Luke, I want to I want to solve some problems here. Because there's some serious problems going on between the Mountain Clan 
and no peak. And I think it would be pretty easy to solve these problems. Okay, and this is, I'm going to solve these problems given what we know. Okay, because maybe the mountain is doing deals with Espana to trade Jade, right? Maybe there's some deal they're doing with a foreign power, right? But let's assume that they're not. And the mountain's express purpose is for their country to have control over Jade. And what they want to do is start manufacturing S1, SN1, so that they can control what foreigners use the Jade. No, this is a bad idea. This is a terrible idea, okay? There's no way this is going to work, the mountain, okay? There's a better way to control who gets the jade. You live on an island in the world that is literally the only place that this jade exists. So just don't sell it. Or raise the price to an absurd amount. That would also work. Just like, if you don't want people to have the jade, don't give them the jade. Okay? And I get I get that there's going to be some black market deals that happen. That's inevitable. Okay? But not enough to, like, build a military force. There's going to be, like, a few people that have jade out in the world. There's not going to be an army of jade soldiers that are going to come destroy you and your whole zone. Okay? Don't make... Okay. Here's what you really need to do, okay? If you're worried about the SN1 and the Jade trade, first thing you do is you reduce exports greatly. And then you start a dare campaign. You start a dare Mm. campaign for SN1. Don't do SN1, kids, because you'll turn out like this, because it destroys you. And you teach little kids, like, these are the dangers of doing SN1. Don't do shine, kids. Stay in line. And then, like, then like show them a school line and be like, that's right, that line. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good move. I will say her, her plan, I thought, was just not a great plan. Like, her, her whole theory of the case is if we make some SN1, we'll have more control. We'll, we'll be able to control a little bit more. Of who gets SN1. And she said and then, they would get the money from it, too. She was like, oh, so much right. money. But it's like, you're not, you're not going to own the patent for SN1. No. Like, maybe you'll be better at making it than other people. But if you... Other people can... It's not, it's not like Jade, where you're the only ones. Yeah. You're, if you start making SN1, and then all of a sudden start making less because you don't want people to use it as much... Other people are just yeah, going to make yeah. more. Yeah, you're just going to become a slave. Jade is the exact opposite. Exactly. Exactly, Luke. This is why it's ludicrous. It's insanity. Okay. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing about this that they need to start doing. The Espanians came in. They were like their allies. They did a little bit of research on Jade and came up with this drug that made it more powerful. Okay. Kick them out. And then just do some research on your own. Like, you have so much of this resource, and you've learned that you can, if with a little bit of research, you can kind of manipulate how it's used. Maybe you can come up with, like, a super cool way to use it that you've never thought of, right? Maybe right. you can make and you a, could probably pretty easily attract the top scientists for this kind of thing. Right, you've got a resource they can't find anywhere else, and they can do cool research on it, and it will benefit your country. Do some basic scientific research on this thing, okay? That's where your funding should be going, not making meth labs in third world countries, okay? It's, totally agree with This you. is a terrible plan that the mountain has. So bad. Yeah, maybe this is what, maybe, maybe we'll see land just come up with a much better plan. That's what I'm hoping will happen. And that'll be how he... Either that or this is like fake. Either that or the mountain's like, yeah, just kidding. We just told your boy that because he's an idiot and would believe anything we told him. Really, we're just we're just trying to corner the market on funnel cake in the city. <laughs> and he was encroaching on our business. He kept peeing in our sinks. Here's the other. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the other reason they need to do some basic research on this jade stuff. 
The itches sound pretty bad, right? Okay, maybe do just a little bit of research to see what's going on here. Right. And then may- at the very least, you could come up with something that, like, would prevent these people from dying. At the very least, you could yeah. be like, all right, you can't wear jade anymore because you're obviously, you have a problem with it. But if you take this once a day, you're not, you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. It's like you could also, therapy helps a little bit, you know, other things. You need to do a holistic approach, but you know, you're going to make it out just fine. Like acupuncture, always good. Uh, I'm not going to stand <laughs> behind that one. <laughs> Don't get your kids vaccinated. Okay. That's another. All right. Oh, boy. I think we're going to wrap it up because Luke's going off the rails here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next episode, we'll read another third. So we get about two-thirds of the way through. Um, but in the meantime, we will be just like the, the green bones. We will be defenders of the weak, the inventors of hot takes. I don't know how to... What am I supposed to... I the... Uh, and and act in beers of dumb nerds. <laughs> beers? I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> You're sabotaging me. I'm not sabotaging you. <laughs> and 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 we'll be dumb nerds. There we go. We're out. We're out. We're out. <laughs>